I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelle. What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ, joined by the one and only, the honorable, the the... Honorable. the, the, the Oh yeah, yeah, you like, yeah that? I like that. The autumn. That's new yeah, for this yeah, week, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah I like that. This week. Do that next week yeah, too. And um and Carl, the uh Barbados I, I sensation. Say, I incomparable. Was to see where you was gonna no, come in, with incomparable. That. <laughs> yeah, the Barbados you sensation. <laughs> you know, Carl uh from the island, so you know we we gotta give him his just due. But anyway, man, welcome back to another edition. We appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate you, um, man, rocking with us. I think we on like week 14, 15, something like that. And um, 15. So we, we, we still doing it, man. And y'all giving yes, us great sir. feedback, great response. So we thank you guys for that. Let's jump right into the show. Because uh, last week I started a new segment called Is It Me Or? Right? And, and, and we talked about some things. And I have another one yeah, for give you it guys. To me. And, you know, this one this one is a little different, but um, is it me or is parenting in this day and age soft? All right, and let me talk it through, right? Because as many of you know, uh, my wife, Candace, is pregnant. We got another baby on the way in June. And um, so I got a two-year-old, you know, and, and my two-year-old son, Trey, he's a, uh, wow, he's a, a, the joy of my life for sure. But um, he's getting to that age where, you know, it's like, do 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 you spank them? Do you put them in timeout? You know the whole nine, right? And so I'm gonna be real. I grew up getting spanked. I'm just yeah, off the rip. Yeah. Like I didn't. Now nah, it wasn't no abusive. But it was stuff, spanked nonetheless. Like but like when I right when I was out of line, you know, pops came through and he set the record straight. So then naturally, as a parent, you know, I have a certain. I think I turned out all right. You know, so I have a, a certain philosophy yeah. of certain how love for whippings. <laughs> now. My wife and I were at a, a crossroads because she kind of wasn't feeling that, you know, the whole popping thing. And I said, hold on. I got popped. I came out all right. You know, he, he's going to be a man. I'm raising right, a man. Right. So this is how I got to do it. Now, the problem is my mom and dad, you know, I fly them down here often so that they can spend time with Trey and, you know, my niece, Sydney, and, you know, the whole nine. And my mom's down here last time. And Trey did something, and it was like, you know, I try not to pop him, right? Like, I, I don't want to pop my son, but he might have done something a little dangerous. And so I popped him, and my mom was just, like, appalled. And she was like, you don't need to be hitting him. You don't need to be popping his butt. Like, what? I'm like, okay, mom, hold up. Now, I'm not mad at you. You got your opinion and all of that. One, this is my son. Okay, let's clear the record on that. And then two, where was this timeout yeah. philosophy Where? that you're trying to get me Where? to employ when I Where was young? Where was it? Because I don't remember nary a timeout, bro. Like, I do not remember one time getting sent to timeout. And so then, so here's where I'm mad, though. And this is why I say it's in me or. Because now, and Carl, you have a son, so I'm going to let you jump in on this, uh, a young son. So the other day, I'm saying, okay, maybe I'm out of line, right? It's 2016. Let me try the new method. So I go to put my son in timeout. I put him in timeout, whatever. He just sits in the chair. First of all, he don't look like he no worse for the wear. He chilling like, okay, cool. How long is this going to last? Right? Then the next day, he asked me for, um, this was Easter. So at the day after Easter, so we had done an Easter egg hunt and, you know, he had candy and everything. And so he came up to me, you know, when he got, when I picked him up from daycare and he was like, um, I want some candy. And I was like, no, we got to eat dinner first. 
He was like, Daddy, I'm okay. He's a typical two-year-old. I want candy, 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 candy. And he like starts getting mad. And so I'm like, you're not having candy until after we eat dinner. This little dude gonna look at me and say, that's enough, Daddy. Time out, Daddy. Mm. I said, okay, hold up. I'm glad you ain't in prison <laughs> right up. now. You ain't in prison. My man tried to put me in time out, bruh. <laughs> I said, no, it don't work like that. It do, so I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. So maybe it's just me. So I know, E, what your philosophy was because I know I saw you, you know, uh, correct. Oh, yeah, no time out. You know, uh, 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 I saw you not spared yeah, no a ride time before. Out, so no time out. I'm just trying yeah. to figure out because biblically, it say, you know, don't spare the ride or you're going to spoil yeah. the child. So I'm just trying to figure out, is it me or is parenting in 2016 not now, working? Now, and my concern here's my is, thing, though, see, I'm not trying to raise the soft yeah, generation. Yeah, here's my thing. I'm, I'm struggling because I said this generation is soft. And now you telling me that maybe the parenting oh. is soft. <laughs> I put it on the generation. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm for real, man. And, and Carl, I guess you could speak to it, but... And, and like I said, you know, for anybody listening, I'm not talking about yeah, abuse. I'm not using yeah. a belt. You know, I'm not talking about, you know, none of that. He's two. So if he does something out of line, and he knows what's mm-hmm. right from wrong now. You know what I mean? He'll look at me. I'll say, no, no, no. And he'll do it anyway. And I'll pop his little hand or whatever. And he don't like it. But, you know, it's not like I'm abusing him or leaving any marks or anything. But I wonder, even for the listeners and the people out there who have young children, because, you know, for real, it's it's a it's a contested debate. Some people say, oh, no, you got to let him have it. And other people like, no, you just talk to him. I talked to one of my friends who said they have friends who like it's a new style of parenting where you don't correct them at all. I was like, what? They were like, no, you just let them learn by. I was like, wait, you don't ever correct them like you don't ever. You just I think it's called. What my mom tried to tell me the term. She said it's uh you try to divert. I'm like, divert. <laughs> Sound like a movie. What is that? Sound like a movie. Diversion. Just trying to divert the you know attention saying? elsewhere. I'm like, unbelievable. So it's a you know, as an as a Absolutely. young parent, yeah. you know, you're just trying to find the ropes, man. And and I just wanted to know, is it me or for real? Is this is this getting out of hand now? I got to divert my man when he acting up. So Carl, hey. I don't know what you're doing with Jordan. No, so so for my wife but, and I, what what the the hard thing is, and I'll, I'll just say this for parenting, the hard thing is consistency, because there's some days you're tired, and mm. I promise you that day you're tired, you know what's you know what's about to happen. I don't care what my man do, he about to get something. But the key right. is, and, and both my wife and I are, we we still working it out. My wife, her hands are fast. I'm talking about she don't take nothing. So I kind of pulled the other role where I'm kind of like more to talking, mm-hmm. like, you know, kind of work it out. So we got that balance. But I promise you, some days where both of us on one accord and you about to get it, you do something. But my rule of thumb is make sure that the punishment is equivalent to, you know, what the action was. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to spank my man because he spilled mm. juice. You know what I'm saying? It just don't make right, sense. Right, right. No, no. You know what I'm saying? Make not. sure that they match up. So, and the reality is, I'm just saying, the world we live in now, like, it's punishment for stuff when you do stuff wrong. I don't know if how it was before, but I'm just telling you, what I'm seeing now, some, sometimes there's some real harsh punishments for, you know, doing little things. So you can't have them growing up. This is my opinion. You can't have them growing up thinking that it ain't no punishment. It ain't, you know, I'm free for all, like, oh, or I could just sit here for 10 minutes. Yeah, you could sit somewhere for a couple, for, for a while. You know what I'm saying? A couple years later, now you might sit somewhere for a long time. And that's not what we're trying to have. So my philosophy is, right. like you said, as long as that punishment, you know, is equal to the action, I'm, I'm going to balance you up. But like she said, I ain't trying to, like, you know, yeah, wear no. my man out or nothing like that. Right. But yeah, just make sure. Yeah, no, know. I get it. And, and I think for me, 
You know, one of the things that my dad did, and, you know, I guess I appreciate it, although it was traumatic Absolutely. at times. <laughs> like, my dad, one of his rules was he would never spank us while, we were, while he was mad. You know, so, like, if me and my brothers were fighting in the living room and broke something, he'll be like, go upstairs. And he'll wait about 30 minutes because he like, if I get y'all right yeah, now, that's I on. might go to jail. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So he would make us go upstairs in the room. And I promise you, as many times as, you, as we caught that belt, and had to go up in the room. Every time you go up in the room, after about 25 minutes, you think, okay, maybe he forgot. Like, you know, maybe this is the one time Pops going to let it ride. And he would always come up there, and I promise you, my Pops would be like, do you know why you're getting a spanking? And you would, like, you had to be honest. you like, yep. He like, all right, cool, because I don't want to ever let it be shown that I just spanked my kids for no reason. You know exactly why you about to get this belt. And we got spanked. And I'll be honest, I do feel like it corrected behavior. Like, for real. It was some times when I wanted to do something bad where I had, you know, uh, 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 PTSD and a little throwback to, you know, for real. Th that belt hurt. And so for me, you know, I feel like it worked. And so just trying to find that parenting style, you know, for us, something that works for us now. The difference now is, you know, I got a baby girl on the way, and I'm sure... Yeah, no, I'm sure that's going to change the game up because Trey, I mean, he act just like me, look just like me. So it's to me, it's not like, you know, he, he's my son. So I have a different kind of fit. Like I know how to, you know, be a man, raise a man. But with my daughter, I'm already like, you know, scared because I know she's just going to run all over me because I don't know if I got the heart for it. But I will say this, man, you see some parents who, you know, go the whole not spanking route. And then they kid turned 10, 11, and they kid telling them to shut up and all of that. And then they want to try to go back to the whooping. You can't start at 10. You know what I'm saying? That's Them the kids that call CPS on you. You know what I'm saying? They like, what in the world is going on? And they calling the police because they ain't never been whooped. They like, hold on, what is this? And so for real, man, I'm trying to set a precedent early so I don't have to do Absolutely. it later. You know, and I always say, see, if I didn't have to, um, you know, if my kids didn't have to go into the real world, I promise you, I probably would have done things a little differently, you know, so for me, it wasn't just about, you know, my home and my rules, you know, and raising you to be able to, you know, make the proper adjustments, you know, to our family. But for real, you're going into, you know, the world at large, you know, you're, you have to go to school, you have to deal with teachers, you have to deal with counselors, principals, you know, eventually, you know, you have to deal with a a uh, supervisor, you've got other uh, police, police yep. you know, potentially. Yep, staff members, like it's a lot. And so what I try to do is prepare, you know, my children for the real world, you know, and I'm going to be real. I'm not a confrontational kind of guy at nature. Like I don't like punishing. So I really did not like to whip my children. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact, too, that my biological father wasn't in my life. You know, and so there was a part of me that although I knew from my parents, you know, it's not about being cool with your kids. Like, it's not about, you know, them being your friends. I knew that, but it was still tough. See, you know, it was still tough. And so what I had to do for myself was to put a couple principles, you know, in place so I wouldn't get caught up in my feelings. And so there were certain things that was like, yo, this is non-negotiable. If Jalen doesn't take school serious, you know, if, if he's in school and he's not behaving, you know, just like the kid that I, you know, uh, in the not funny video that I had to check, that, that was non-negotiable. You're not going to go to school. 
you know, and misbehave. You're not going to go to school and not give, you know, 120 percent. You know, uh, you're not going to be disrespectful to your mother, you know, to your grandparents, to, you know, um, the elders. Like you're not going to be a disrespectful person. So there were just some things like you're not going to have a temper tantrum. Like you're not going to uh, just disrespect my house, disrespect my roots. So so like Carl said, you know, spilling juice, you know, uh, you're tired, you know, and sometimes you kind of act out like there were some things I was like, OK, maybe not this, but there were some things. See, I'm just going to be honest. It was I can't let this slide, you know, because what this could turn into could be a I mean, a disaster, not only for you you know, but for, you know, the individuals that, you know, you have to deal with on a regular basis. So my thing was accountability. It wasn't spanking. It wasn't beating. It wasn't, you know, I'm mad at you. It was, you have to be held accountable. Now, I don't want to get in trouble saying this, but there are some teams in division one NCAA that, that got knocked out early. There, there are multiple teams that got knocked out early. Let's just be real. See, there's some transfers on the way. You know what I'm saying? It's like, let's be real. It's some, it's some, it's some dudes getting transferred from some big programs. Why? They're being held accountable. See, like this is the scholarship we gave you. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, hey, you, we like, this is a, this is a winning program. You know, there, there is a, a standard that we have. There, there's some benchmarks that have been set, and, and, and we have to live up to that expectation. So when you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And I don't know if they're not practicing. You know, I don't know if they're not listening to the coaches. I mean, I don't know what they're doing in off season during the season that uh, that is not allowing them to adjust. But look, see, in the real world, you get fired. See, in the real world, you get a pink slip. They send you home. You know, in the real world, see, when a team goes to the NBA finals and they lose, it's folks getting traded, bro. So with my with my son and my daughter, I hold them accountable. Now, for all my listeners, hear me and hear me well. When I say hold you accountable, if you are bringing home A's, you're, you're, I'm holding you accountable and you're getting rewarded for that. You know what I'm saying? You, if, if, if you are behaving in school, you're getting rewarded for that. You know, my, my, my children, you know, have been blessed. You know, I won't talk about all the stuff that they have, but they have been blessed in terms of education, in terms of a stable home, in terms of seeing the world. You know, in terms of having, you know, some of the amenities um, that I felt like they needed, you know, to go to school, etc. So my thing is, I'm going to reward you, but I'm going to hold you accountable in terms of discipline equally. And I think that's what we do wrong. See, I think what we do is some of us, we just punish, 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 you know, and some of us just reward, reward, reward. You know what I'm saying? And some of us haven't been able to find that balance. And I think we have to strike that balance. When you do well, I let you know. But when you do wrong, I can't act as if, like for real, I, you, you clowning in class. You, you know what I'm saying? You disrespecting your mom. I can't act like I didn't see that. I remember one time Boog was clowning in class. Oh, I went, went up, up to, to the, the school. school. Yeah, and only because <laughs> that's where he was clowning, see? And so what I couldn't do is say, okay, I'm gonna let you come home and then I'll get you at home. No, because then you're kind of feeling like, all right, if I do something wrong, then maybe nobody will know that I'm getting punished and I can just wait till I get home and get punished. But if you get punished in class, in your mind, you like, whoa, like you said, see, whoa, I better think about this and I must congratulate Mm -hmm. my son and say, I went up to the school once and I dealt with him once 
at school, and I never had a problem with Jalen in terms of his behavior. Hey, so I'm much so that the to teacher say had one to thing. My See, house. I, I like something he said. Hmm. I, I, I'm gonna go, go on limb and say, let's remove the word punishment. Absolutely. It's a reward. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's all a yeah, reward. It's, it's a, a good reward, a positive yeah. reward, or yeah. a negative reward. It's yeah. all rewards. You just choose which way mm. you want it to go. I never thought of a whooping as a reward, but I guess I see where you're going with it. You know what I'm saying? I never felt like reward is like a special treat, ice cream or something. You know what I'm saying? I never looked at the whooping <laughs> hey, as a reward. Hey, and, uh, if you look at if you look at your bank account, see there's sometimes it's a minus number yeah, or go. sometimes it's, it's a plus absolutely. number, but it's all it's money. It's still your account. It's still your yeah, account. No, yeah, and and I, you know, obviously, yeah. you know, we like to have a little fun with the segment. Is it me or and um? But you know, as you're sitting here talking, E, I'm thinking about you know, let's move off of kids and talk about grown people. And and the reason I want to do this, and I, I told Carl before, I kind of wanted to do this, so hopefully he's got it queued up. But I wanted to talk about, for real, even as adults, we don't, not necessarily punishment, but correction. Like, we don't like correction as an adult. Like, we don't like, you know, we always talk about iron sharpening iron. And one of the reasons that we feel like the company has been successful is because we've always been in a place to challenge each other and challenge ideas and challenge thoughts and, you know, um, you know, really let each other know about ourselves. Like, if you see something wrong... You know, we would have, you know, these moments where we could talk to each other. E, I think you said you got it from college where you'd have a lemon squeeze with some of your boys and y'all would sit in the room and just be like, hey, this is what you're doing wrong. And so we'll, we'll talk about it. But I want to play um, a, a track. Uh, is it off the mixtape? I, I get confused, y'all. My bad. But but um, in the track, E, you know, talks about you want to shine like a diamond, but you don't mm. want to get cut like a diamond. So let's play that audio mm. real quick. And, I ain't heard yeah, that in a while. Audio real quick, <laughs> and then we'll come back off of it. And Carl, you got that ready? We're closing, guys. I want you to shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> I said this on Twitter the other day. Listen to me. Everybody wants to shine bright like a diamond, but nobody want to get cut. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it slower for you. A diamond don't start off like this. For those of you who know, a diamond starts off in the very humble beginnings. Cold. <laughs> A diamond in its original form, you might kick or pick up this ah, skip water. Just ah, I'm gonna skip three. I can get three out of that one. Right, you're not gonna see a diamond in its original form. Some of you, you will be at the next level, but not in this form, you won't. You will make a million dollars in your lifetime. You will make 20 million, 30, whatever. You will have a company, you will make your dreams become a reality, but you won't do it in that version. You will have what you want, be what you want, do what you want. But you want in that version, that person ain't going to get it. This is a diamond, but this ain't how it started. And if you think the person you are right now is going to get you to this level, you've lost your mind. But if you're willing to get cut, if you're willing to get constructive criticism, if you're willing to go through professional development, if you're willing to get an accountability partner, if you're willing to grow and learn more tomorrow than you knew today, then you can get to the next level. But this version is not going to take you to that level. And that's what I had to realize. Eric, you can't be getting up at 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning and think you're going to be on his level. You're going to have to get up a little earlier. You cannot not read books. You can't watch every show that comes out, every football game, every basketball game. You cannot do it and be successful, son. But if you're willing to make some changes, you want to shine like a diamond. You got to get cut like a diamond. So when your boss or your peer, when they tell you something about yourself, you're not going to have up the defense mechanism. Matter of fact, you're going to be so smart that you're going to get with your peers and y'all going to start meeting weekly and start telling each other about each other. Like, I don't know if you know this about you, but you need to fix this. You need to fix this. And you're not going to go. <laughs> you're going to say thanks for the cut. 
If it applies, you're going to use it. If it don't, you're going to keep moving. You can't shine like a diamond if you're not willing to get cut like a diamond. And the version you are today is good, but it ain't great, and it definitely ain't phenomenal. But if you listen to everything they teach you and you're willing to make some adjustments, it is nothing you can't have. Better is a diamond with a flaw than a pebble without one. You want to be a diamond or a zirconium? What is that? Zirconium. <laughs> Which one? Because everybody got them in their ears and they look just alike, but the diamond is so sweet. When you take a diamond and rough it up against glass or another stone, it can break it. The zirconium can't. And so we all look alike on the outside, but each time we go through pressure, each time we go through a year, each time we go through an experience, the real you is going to come out. So if you want to shine bright like a diamond, do me a favor. Start embracing constructive criticism. Don't run from it. Embrace it and stop hanging with people who are so inferior that they would never tell you about they, yourself because they need you too much. That's what y'all. Some of y'all hang out with people that they need you so much they couldn't tell you about yourself if they wanted to. That's who you hang out with. You don't like hanging out with people who write better than you or who get more contracts than you. You don't like hanging out with people who better than you because you feel inferior. And in actuality, if you want to go to the next level, you got to start hanging with people who are on another level. Why? Because they will stretch you and they will hold you accountable in ways you've never been held accountable before. And you'll be able to do what you've never done before. So stop hanging out with people. They always want to tell you what you want to hear. <laughs> stop hanging out with people that only tell you what you want to hear and start hanging out with people who are going to tell you the truth. It might hurt. But you'll be a diamond in the long run. Let's go. I think we got one more. You know what I'm saying? So, so, but no, I think that piece is so critical because even as adults, like for real, some of us don't like to get our feelings hurt. And in E, I remember all the time you used to say, yo, I used to be mad at my wife. You know, because she was more of a Larry Brown yeah. type coach. Like yeah. she was she wasn't the you know, player coach, yeah. if you will. She wasn't the one rooting you. You know, you could go out and do 20 things, and when you got home, she'd be like, hey, you know that one thing yeah. you did wrong? Right there, when you were speaking, you probably should have said this instead of that. She didn't say, oh, the people were moving, they were crying, they were... She found the flaw yeah. in that, but talk about yeah. how that helped do shape you to? and how it made do you stronger. Do I have to? Yo, say Please, please, <laughs> indulge us. Because a lot, of, hey, hey, a lot of a lot of people out there want their husband or wife or you know friends to just be cheerleaders and cheerleaders yeah, and only. I, and I'll say this, man. Um, you know, looking back in retrospect, you know, um, man, it, it it was, you know, see when you talk about reverse engineering, you know, and kind of being able to reflect and think about what 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 has happened to us, like what 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 are and, and again we use the word secrets to success. But what 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 have been what are the characteristics? What are some of the, um, you know, some of the, the the actions or the steps or some some of the things that have happened to us that we can look at and say, ah, yep, yep, that that is that's a direct correlation between that there and this. And I'm telling you, for me, my wife, you know, and it's so funny because actually I grew up like that with my mom, but I left home thinking, see, that I will never have to deal with this again. Because my mom was like that, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying my mom, you know, wasn't a person that rewarded us or encouraged us, but my mom was a little bit more of a parent who, you know, uh, brought your flaws out and made them known to you, you know? And so my wife, man, picked up, oh man, where my mama left off. And um, Didi would tell me all the time, she's like, look, Eric, if you, if you do 10 things and you do eight of them well, and you get, you get people to talk about the eight, you know, that's a B. 
Like you're never going to get to an A. Like you're never going to be the best of the best if all you want to do is focus on what you're doing right. If you just want to get your ego stroke, if you just want to get affirmed. You know, Diddy would tell me all the time, like, yo, you need people in your life who are not afraid to be truthful with you. And, and she challenged me, see, on what kind of man, you know, what kind of man doesn't want to know when he needs to be corrected. Like if you're saying a word wrong, am I supposed to act like you didn't say, like you didn't use the word out of context or you, you, didn't, you, di you didn't say the word right? Like am I supposed to just act as if like nothing happened? Like if I really love you, a part of my job is to not only help you to see the good in you, but also to see the things that you need to work on. But for years, see, it was tough. And I said in the first book, I think, The Secret to Success, as a Detroit Piston fan, we had a nice run going on, but I'm telling you, the, the, the players, they hated Larry Brown because Larry Brown was about defense. He wasn't about offense, you know, and, 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 and he just had a, a way about the game, the way the game should be played, and he did not, listen to me, he did not um, compromise that. And so there were some players that was like, hey, man, we want my man out, and they got their way, see? but they never went back to a finals again. And not only did they have their way, they had a coach that was considered to be, you know, a player's coach. Like they love my man, but they never, and while they loved him, they loved playing for him. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But what I am saying is that they never made it back to the finals. And they went to the finals twice under Larry Brown. The same dude that Iverson said, practice? We talking about practice? because that's what he was about. And so I look at my wife, man, and my wife is like, look, there's a way the game has to be played. If you're going to be one of the best motivational speakers in the world, and even before I thought about being it, she's like, why would you not be the best if you're going to do it? You know, but you need to, I remember she used to tell me, do you have a 401k? Do, do you guys have, you know, uh, workman's comp insurance? You know, do you guys, are you, are you going to have an office? Do you have a website? Like long before we thought about those things that we have now, see, and I'm so grateful we have, and I think it's so funny coming from her because she'll say all the time, well, if C or one of them say something to you, you'll listen. But coming from me, you'll, take, you'll get an attitude. And I'm going to be honest, see, I did because I didn't see that being her role, you know, in the beginning of our marriage. Like I didn't see, you know, she wasn't my business partner, if you will. You know, so I, I just didn't feel, I didn't feel like that was her space. That was her role. But who, who better than the person that lives with you, the person that's been with you since you've been 16 years old, who knows you better, who can, who can, and I like what Carl said, because we're not dealing with punishment, who can bring to light, who can expose, who can assist you better than the person that's been with you almost as long as, well, now longer than my hmm. mom. Yeah, no, I agree a thousand percent, man. And as you're talking, I'm just thinking like, you know, there's people out there who, you know, really don't like that correction. So talk to us about like, for real, how long did it take you to get to a point where you could appreciate that? Because I'm sure there were times when you were like, yo, can you get off my back and just be my wife? Like, you know, I don't even want to talk about this. Like, how did you get to a point where you could accept that feedback and put it forward, you know, to oh, good it took you? a while, see, but I, I will say this feelings over principle. Have you ever met somebody, and, and, and I know Carl's going to laugh because you are that person. Principal, <laughs> you mean principles over feelings. Yeah, principles over feelings, yeah. 
you were that person, see, in terms of... He was talking about his old self, Oh, my bad. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, like, you, you know, you're with a person and you realize that while you might not like what they say, you may not like what they do, the results speak for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, the results speak for themselves. And after a while, only a fool doesn't like positive results, see? So I'm not going to say I ever came to the point where I was like, I, I'm grateful for my wife, you know, uh, uh, bringing things to light. I'm not going to say that. Like, I can't say right now that every time she says something to me that I'm still like, yay, come sit, speak to me, guru, take me to the beach. I, I can't lie and say that, see? What I can tell you is this, though. I have learned to value it, you know, and appreciate it because when Didi tells us, all of us, you know, whatever she tells us and we apply it, it works, you know? So yeah, I'm just gonna be real. I'm not gonna sit here and lie because I know there's some other husbands listening or maybe some wives that are listening. And I don't want you to think that, you know, E.T., you know, is this perfect dude that's got it going on and he's just like in the heavens right now. I'm still on earth, you know? And so I still do have to, you know, pray in the morning, you know, uh, and I have to, you know, count to 10 backwards sometimes when I'm dealing with my wife. But at the end of the day, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Please listen to me because it's not feelings. At the end of the day, I know my wife got my back. And why do I know it? Because she's had it since I was 16. I know that the place is coming from, see? It's not malicious, see? I know the place is love, see? And I know at the end of the day, she is a stakeholder. Like, for real, like, you know, you might not see Didi at like an event, you know what I'm saying? Like you might not see her, you, you know what I'm saying, in our board meetings, you know, you might not see her when we TGIMs, whatever. But we know at the end of the day, and I don't know if any of our wives are doing what I just mentioned, um, but we know that they're stakeholders, see? We know that they're completely invested and they bought in. And when somebody's completely invested in you and have bought in completely, you have to, only a fool would not consider the things they're saying and only a fool would not continually follow them when they have proven that everything they touch as it relates to uh, advice for us turns to gold. Yeah, no question, man. And I think that's that piece is key and I want to make sure people catch that. We're not talking about taking feedback from everybody, right? We all got those people who drop in your life every six months and want to tell you about yourself like those, those aren't the people but we're talking about stakeholders guys and that's why it's important to have a team around you that's why it's important to have people who love you who care about your mission and your vision and your brand because people will be able to tell you the truth and those are the people that you should listen to man those are the people that'll make you better for real and we have you know a support system that's out of this world and we use that support system right we use those people to push us and help us go to that next level so absolutely man i'm glad we were able to um discuss that i want to keep uh, moving on we had something interesting happen this week and i want to share it with uh with the listeners you know what i mean like it's you know I, I think you know people from the feedback i've been getting you know enjoy hearing the behind the scenes stuff and so um let me tell you guys what happened the other day it was crazy and maybe we'll release it at some point but i'm i'm uh working you know in my office the other day and i get a phone call and somebody's like hey you know uh, my name's anthony what's going on da, da, da. i got somebody who really wants to talk to eric and i'm like oh, okay cool and he tells me who it is and i'm like wait a minute man like you talking about for real he's like yeah yeah and i was like a little skeptical you know what i mean like this person is like a huge hollywood star and i was like 
okay, is this real or like is somebody really? And so he was like, nah, nah. He's like, we're shooting a movie right now and, you know, we'll be done at 2 o'clock. I'll give you a call back. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know, it's one of those things where you're not 100% sure if it's like all the way accurate or, if, you know, if somebody playing, you know. So I was just like, all right, cool. I didn't even say nothing. I'm like, all right, cool. Let me know. So the dude um, ends up calling, you know, ends up hitting me like, yo, we're going to call you. Now I'm like, all right, cool. So around maybe three o'clock, four o'clock, I'm downstairs and I'm on the, uh, on my cell phone and the office phone rings. So I'm looking for the office phone. I can't find it. It's ringing, ringing, ringing. It probably rings like, you know, I miss it. So I'm like, whoever it is, I'm calling back. I thought it was you e or Carl maybe. And so then it rang again and I'm like, man, I can't find it. So I run to, you know, the base where, where the phone is and I grabbed the phone off the base after like four times the calling back to back to back to back to back. Now I'm thinking it's something important, something, whatever. So I pick up the phone. I'm like, yo, hello. And uh, the other line says, yo, what's up? This is Mark Wahlberg. I was like, what? He was like, yo, this is Mark Wahlberg. I was like, and, I, and you know, I'm a fan. So I was like, I recognized his voice. I was like, yo, this really is Mark Wahlberg. And so I was like, Mark, what's up, man? And he was, I'm talking about mad cool. He was like, yo, what's going on, CJ? He was like, you talked to my boy earlier. You know, he told you I wanted to holler at E. He was like, um, can you get him on the phone? I was like, absolutely. And I was like, man, I appreciate you, man. Big fan. And he was like, what, man? I'm a big fan of what you guys are doing. And so I was like, all right, cool. Well, um, let me call E on three-way. And he was like, no, 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 no. He was like, I want to FaceTime with him. So I was like, all right, cool. You got a pin handy because I wasn't with E at the moment. So I'm like, you can hit him on the FaceTime. So he was like, uh, so he was like, yeah, I got a pin. I got a pin. Give me his number. So I gave him E's number or whatever. And I hung, I was, he was, I was like, yo, give me a minute because E's not going to answer a fa random FaceTime if, you know, he doesn't know who it is calling. So I hung up. You know, call E. I'm like, yo, Mark Wahlberg about to FaceTime you. Then my very next call was to Carl. And I was like, Carl, get the camera, run over to E's house. Uh, you know, I, I think I text him. I, 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 it was like three words. Go to E's with the camera now. And Carl just sent me the thumbs up picture. Like, I got it. He didn't know what it was, but he was like, I guess he really on it. And so um, long story short, man, Mark Wahlberg ended up hitting E on the FaceTime. Uh, Carl got it, you know, captured on film or whatever, him and, you know, E having that conversation. But I thought it'd be cool to let you guys in on, you know, some of the stuff that's going on with us. Like, you know, I'll be honest, you know, it's not the celebrity thing, but it is, you know, it's cool when people, you know, who have a big yeah, platform, absolutely. a huge platform and been established in the world, you know, when they reach out and acknowledge, you know, some of the stuff we're doing. And so, um, E, you can talk about what he actually said. I wasn't there. I, I did see the, the recording that I don't know we may or may not post. I don't know. You know, I just wanted to make sure we had it. It's a moment in the company. It's not every day that, you know, an A-list Hollywood star calls up and says he's a fan and definitely not calls my phone while I got a mouthful of my sandwich and, you know, dudes are like, yo, this is Mark Wahlberg. But um, you can kind of talk about the conversation, man. And I know you said he was mad cool down to earth and, you know, looking to hook up and do some things. So, you know, just talk about, um, you know, what happened when you finally did get yeah, on the and I, and I want to say it. this to people because I think what C is saying is important. One, one of the things that we're trying to do is, for real, for real, you know, is to give you the blueprint. Like, we really, I like what C said at the beginning of this year, uh, the whole reverse engineering thing. Like, it, it's critical. You know, so what we don't want you to do in this podcast, you know, is just kind of listen to it and either be entertained, you know, or, you know, inspired. But we really do want you to be enlightened, you know. And so, so please hear what we're saying because 
as you're going through your journey, these are almost like mile markers. So don't, so don't think for one minute, you know, Mark calls and, and our whole life is like, all right, we finished, we made it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's it, see, pack it up. You know, all right, Carl, put the camera, sell the camera, we made it. But it, they're mile markers, you know, and for me, uh, one of the scriptures that, you know, from a teenager that I first read that, that, I, that I really fell in love with is find a man who's diligent at his work, you know, and he shall stand before kings and not mean men. So what happens when you're diligent, you're looking for that promise. Like, okay, I've been diligent. Where are the kings? You know what I'm saying? And, and the word king is not literal, you know, like a king per se in this time frame. It really just means people who are experts, gurus, people who are established, you know, in what they do, you know. And so here it is, the scripture for me being revealed. You know, here's somebody who's still, you know, AA uh, list, you know, still doing movies and uh, perhaps some movies even that, you know, for us see that have been, um, you know, instrumental and inspiring. You think about Four Brothers. I know there's some other stuff. I haven't seen all of them, but Man, yeah. Four Brothers Absolutely. one of my favorite Absolutely. movies. And, and you know Detroit. Um, yeah, no, he, I mean, he's yeah. got a gang You know the Detroit, them, um, the Detroit preference there. They, of course, shot parts of the movie, you know, in Detroit, and they had a Detroit base to it. You know, so for me, when he called, and please hear me, we were at the airport. We pulled up at the airport the other day, and I'm going to try. I'm going to try to get you guys um, some footage because I, I think this is deep. See, I'm going to just some raw audio of both. Um, and Carl, if you could do that for us, but I, I pull up in the airport and the guy was just like, man, ecstatic. I got all your albums God, on my iPhone, Praise bro. God. Every God. single album. This is my fiance. Right. I'm Thomas. going through the Institute. Right. E.T. If dude, dude, I gotta be, I'm like little E.T., man. All right, let me get your card or something. <laughs> Everything I got is E.T. Right. I want, I was praying for the day that I get to be that guy well, that meets you at the airport. Hey, your prayers got answered. <laughs> you and God Dude. must got a hook up. And I be watching everything you do on Periscope, uh, man. I got I a Periscope for you. I was to leave 20 minutes before we left, <laughs> and I couldn't find my, uh, I left my phone in the house and locked myself out. Wow. So I had to get the key from somebody else in the wow. So God bless you, wow, bro. Wow, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God hey, bless hey, you. Thank you, yeah, man. Yeah, I appreciate talk? me. All right, text me all your stuff. For real. Right, was with his fiance, E.T. Right. To me, that was just as meaningful as Mark um, call. Why? Because it's another mile marker. He was like, I'm a mini U.E. I want to be like you when I grow up, whatever, whatever. You know, so um, so it was powerful. But what, one, two of the things he said that I thought um, were, were phenomenal. One, you know, he, he spoke about and I, and I, and I, don't, I won't share it without, you know, Mark, you know, giving me the green light on it. Uh, but one of the things he shared and I'll just give you the general piece was that ET, I would support you if you had a leadership role, you know, in your local community. You're doing some things, you know, to try to better Detroit, better Flint. No, that ain't what he said. Now don't don't play our people now. He's no, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna hold him up. He, I mean, hey, he said it. He meant it. He said, I'm he said, he was dead serious, like, yo, I I don't get into that, but if you ran for president. I promise you, you got my full support, whatever keeps, you need. It keeps growing when we get comments. Uh, I don't know if Ace told you, but I said, I literally said to Ace after hearing you speak, I said, wow, if he was in the race, I would endorse him. Hmm. And we'd have a good chance of knowing that America was in good shape. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. It's crazy. I just left Houston doing some work, and it was some uh, big-time uh, big dudes financially. It's like, yo, E, if you run... We will support you if you run. So I never thought about running, man. I'm, from, I'm a kid from Detroit, high school dropouts. I never thought about running, but hey, I'm yeah. High school dropout 
yeah. and, you know, I would say let's let's stay local first. Yeah. Right. But anytime you can make change and you have a voice that people want to hear mm. and listen to, mm. it's impressive, man. So yeah. you know what? We'll create a bigger and bigger platform. Yeah. Let's do it. You let's know? do it. Absolutely. All right, so I, I'll get out to Boston, man. Well, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm just saying, I just want to say, you know, what he said in terms, like, I want to blow the whole part out. I'll just talk about, you know, him saying, hey, you do the local thing, and then from the local thing, you take it to the next level. And like I told Mark, like, I'm not necessarily like, that's not my thing. But when you hear people say, you know, like, yo, E, we see you as that leader now, you know, your voice you know, and the message that, that we need that hope right now. We need somebody, you know, that can move, you know, um, our young people specifically is what he talked about, you know. And so I was also excited because he has his own foundation, you know, and he talked about the importance of youth. Like with me, too, the most effective thing that I've ever been able to do with all the stuff and all the stuff that I do with my youth foundation and everything is just showing kids me come from nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Never graduated. Yeah. I graduated at 42. Wow. Went to jail. Do it yeah. with limited resources. Yeah. There isn't anything that they yeah. can't do. Yeah. But they gotta put the work in and yeah. they gotta do it honestly. Yeah. And they got they gotta work hard. Yeah, no doubt, man. Anything no work, doubt. Working hard for is gonna give you sustainability. <laughs> that grind, baby. That and grind. You, steal, <laughs> yeah. you ain't gonna appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, that grind, man. Yeah. He was so excited yeah. when that he saw the video, you know, not funny. Uh and just, you know, our commitment as an organization, you know, to our our, our youth, man. And then finally. Um, you know, and I thought this was big. He just said, hey, E, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I just met you. And so for the most part, like, you know, I, I can only lend my support. But if you guys want my support, I'd like to help take your plat, broaden your platform. I like to expand your platform, you know. And so for me, see, that was huge, man, because we're not talking about, you know, people call you and they just talking. And we've also met people, see, who are not just talking but our, our brands are not in alignment, if you will. Right, you know, as right. I was listening to Mark talk, and Mark was like, yo, E, I don't, I don't know if you know my story, but like you, I've, I've had my challenges. High school dropout. Yeah, yeah, he said it. Trouble with the law. Yeah, he's like, E, we, we got, and so when I heard Mark talk, I was like, yo, we got a lot in common, you know, and, and so, yeah, it was just a, a great conversation. But see, I'm saying that conversation at the airport. The multiple conversations I have at the airport, I had a TSA member come up to me. He's like, yo, man, I saw that not funny video, E. Man, thanks, bruh. Thanks for what you're doing, E. So, so I'm not saying, and I don't want you guys who are listening to be like, oh, if it's a superstar, then we geeked up. No, any mile marker. If you see a mile marker that says Chicago, 265 miles, Chicago, 96 miles, Chicago, 12 miles, like whatever the mile marker is, it should encourage you that you're headed in the right direction. So don't get it twisted. We not, you know, like we said, Tyree Gibson called, you know, Reggie Bush, you know, it, it different people who have done things to take our brand to the next level. So we're not just a superstar NFL. No, the, the everyday people like myself, you know, all of those are important. So to, to me, see, that's what it was all about. Like, I'm so glad we didn't quit, see? I'm so glad when we were at Michigan State University and we were coming up against, you know, outside obstacles. Man, see, I'm so glad as a group we decided to stick with it. And those calls for me make it make me feel good about, yo, guys, we didn't quit. And look now, we are literally enjoying the fruits of our yeah, labor. Yeah, no question, man. And, and I think people, you know, do hear that. And I hope it encourages people. 
you know, I had a guy I was um I did an interview the other day or or, or a line. A guy had a, a you know some clients that you know he had on the line, and the kid told me, "Well, hey, see, I, I, what do you do when you feel like you hit a glass ceiling?" <laughs> hey, I asked him, "How old are you?" He said, "I'm 24." <laughs> wow. Said, Whoa, at you 24? hit a glass ceiling at 24? I don't even know if that's possible. <laughs> right? And so, for real, if you're out there and you're working on your dream and you're building your company, I don't care how old you are, just keep working. The only way I can guarantee that you will lose is if you quit. If you never quit, I promise you, you will not lose. And for us, man, there were times when, for real, it this didn't always yeah. look like this, yeah. y'all. We, I told yeah. you, our first check was from a vending machine at a yeah. middle school when they paid us with vending machine money. And now I'm on a random uh, 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 Monday afternoon, you know, Mark Wahlberg is calling my house. I promise y'all, we don't have, you know, we're not lucky. You know, trust me, if we were lucky, we would have been here a long time ago. We had doubts. We had doubters. We had people, you know, who never thought we'd make it to this level. But we're going after it, man. And, and whatever that dream is, man, if you stick true to who you are, and I think that's what's so deep about our company is we never changed our stripes. And understand, guys, this is the hardest thing to do is to make sure that you all understand that we are who we say we are, right? When you have, That's why I share these kind of moments with you guys. That's why I want E to share these moments and Carl to share these moments because I want you to see that Yo, we just real people. Like, yeah, yo, I'm geeked up people. when Mark Wahlberg called a house just like yeah. anybody else. Like, he's excited to get that call. Like, we'll let you in on what's going on in our company. And I appreciate all the patience and everything you guys do because you understand that, yo, we're building this brand. To this day, we still have not had anybody give us 50 cent towards this vision. It is all built straight from the ground up. You know what I mean? And so we appreciate the patience. We appreciate you guys paying a little bit more for the book. Why? Because we don't have some mega publishing company and we're not in every Walmart, Barnes & Noble in the world. And so we have to pay all of our costs up front. So we appreciate you guys paying a higher premium on the book. We appreciate the tickets you know, that, that go on sale in the community when we, we, we go in. We appreciate you guys buying the tickets at a little higher price, you know, sticking with us so that we can continue to bring this thing on an organic level. And trust me, the reason that we're able to bring you guys like, yo, trust me, have we just went with, oh, we're going to have somebody sponsor our whole hookup. Somebody gonna give us, you know, $50 million and, and, and tell us what to do. We wouldn't be able to pick up and just give you guys this podcast. I might not be able to tell y'all Mark Wahlberg called. Like, there's all kind of restrictions that come with that. And so, for real, you guys have allowed us to keep this thing grassroots by supporting what we do, by jumping online, leaving reviews, by ordering books, you know, by coming to the conference, by buying the t-shirts. That's the stuff that keeps this company going. And I'm telling you, whatever your dream and your vision is, if you build it out and feed the people, man, and give them a quality product, a great quality product that you stand by with integrity, the people will show love back. And man, and we are a living testament I'll to that. I'll take it he back a sec, because uh, man, the, the, my favorite word, I got two favorite words, either believe or hope. And you kind of alluded to it, see, but y'all could go back. I mean, we would sit and talk about moments like this when we expected people would call us. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, while, while we excited, you know, all this kind of stuff, like we always knew, th this is the, honestly, this is why I love my job. It's no telling what's going to happen tomorrow, and that's the beauty of it. You know what I'm saying? You working at whatever corporate 500 company, you know that whoever coming to visit tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's scripted. You know, you go in, you do this, you do that, and it's gonna, you get this check at the end of the month. And 
that's cool for some people, but I'm just saying the one thing that we've always had was just hope. At the end of each day, we don't know. We're we excited about the fact that we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But we know that we're going to keep grinding, and if we keep grinding, we're going to get more of these calls. We're going to get more fans. We're going to get – not fans, sorry, we don't use that word. We're going to get more supporters. We're going to get, you know, all the stuff that's supposed to come when you're working hard because we are putting that effort in, man. So just just my, my, my two cents is that hope. Keep hope alive, Yeah, no, and Carl – Carl, yeah, Carl, and that's important, man. And I think people need to understand that for real. This is this is built by a team. And E is the main one who champions that. Like, yo, like when you're building your team, don't put yourself above the team. Like, we, yo, we are a family. Like, we are grinding together every single day. And so when E gets a call from Mark yeah, Wahlberg, oh, we gotta I promise you, he, he didn't just FaceTime yeah. Mark Wahlberg. He, he FaceTimed me. Yeah. He FaceTimed yeah. Carl. He FaceTimed LaShana Tay, Maul Black. Like, he literally FaceTimed every single person in our company when he did that because we operate as a unit. And I'm telling you, if you just got a couple people and y'all got enough grind and stick to itness and you're willing not to get paid the big bucks right off the rip, you're willing to go back in the lab after it failed once, failed twice, failed three times and continue to push on that door, continue to try to build that dream, I promise you it will happen and you cannot be concerned with who gets the credit. Right. I don't care. The work, the entire world knows that E.T. is the man. He's the leader of our company and don't know people run might run past me and Carl like we don't even exist to, to get E to sign an autograph or take a picture or whatever. And but I promise it, you every single time E signs a yeah, book, love every single time he takes a picture, Carl and I are geeked right there. Matter of fact, I pulled it up while we're talking. But but and some people might think, yo, like y'all put blood, sweat and tears into this thing just like E. Like, how could you not want credit for it? And I say I always tell him it's because the only person who matters that gives us the credit is E. And all he does is give us the credit. And so E, I don't know if you remember, but when we were in San Diego, I had read that. Um, yeah, I, it was I just one the Instagram other day post. Yeah, yeah I one found just the it. other day yeah, on YouTube. I, yeah, I found it. So my man said. So, so this is guys. Now, mind you, I put everything into this company, my whole heart, my whole soul, my whole mind to support every single thing we do. And dude says um, on Instagram, I think, uh, I, I guess uh, maybe somebody on the team posted CJ and I are going to be in beast mode, the VIP session. There's one more VIP ticket left. Grab it while it's hot. Shop.etinspires.com. And then somebody left a comment underneath, and I was the one who saw it, and I actually read it at our conference in San Diego, but the guy said, no offense, but I don't think I'd ever pay to hear CJ say anything. Eric Thomas is the one who's motivational in my life. What has CJ ever done? I don't rewatch CJ on TGIM every Monday. CJ didn't do Thank God I'm Married. CJ didn't do an album. I don't owe CJ a thing, and I will not be coming to see him speak. You know what I mean? And I was dying laughing because what he doesn't know, Carl, what he doesn't understand is it was my whole design that you didn't know Absolutely. who it was. Yeah. Like that was intentional. Yeah. So so instead of me being like, oh, man, people don't think I'm deep. People don't think I helped build this company. Like, yo, that was exactly what we set out <laughs> to worked. do. When we switched the brand from break the cycle and I said, yo, bump that. We going with Eric Thomas, E.T., E.T. the Hip Hop Preacher, the whole nine. We put an E out front. That's exactly what I had in mind. So I can't even get mad because that was the design structure that we put in place because we understood that, yo, 
In order for us to go to the next level, the world needs to know that Eric Thomas is the best in the world. And we put everything we have besides that. But understand that we did not care who got the credit. It wasn't about the credit. It was about the teamwork and the hustle and the drive. And I'm talking to those of you out there who have a team, like bump the credit, figure out what work needs to be get to get done, put the work in place and go after it, man. Don't worry about that other hey, stuff. Hey, and I remember the exact words you said to you. I don't know if you remember, but you said, Break the Cycle was cool, but we're going to have to make Eric Thomas a household name. That was the exact phrase you said. Mm, sounds like that's A household name. And, 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 hey, that in itself is so deep to me because how do you measure that? Like, there's no end to that. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, if you just right. think about that's the, that was our goal. Still is. Okay, so we got some. Well, well I, think, I think, you know, and more and more, I think we see it, man. I was at the grocery store yesterday. Me and Trey stopped at the grocery store, right? And so... Um, I had I can, I will, I must shirt on. And the lady was like, I can, I will, I must. I love that. And so I was like, oh, okay, for sure. You know, like, you know, I, you know, definitely thank you. I wasn't about to like go to the website and get it. Like, that's not my thing. And so, um, you know, she was talking to me or whatever. And, you know, we just had a brief conversation. And I saw she had a, a, a young uh, son. He looked like he was maybe 10 or 11 years old. And she was like, uh, oh, yeah, that's my son right there. Da, da, da. I was like, OK, cool. And I, I opened up the trunk of the truck and I saw I still had some books back there. And I was like, hold on, let me grab one of these books and, you know, give it to her son. And so I came over there and I'm like, you know, here you go or whatever. And I gave a little man the book and I'm talking about he's geeked up. And I'm like, wow, like my man's 10, 11 geeked up to get a motivational speaker book. Come to find out he was like, you know, speaker and had won some you know, awards for speaking in the city of Atlanta and, you know, some other things. And you just see the, the brand and the influence growing. Like, I remember back in the day, for real, all kids wanted to do was rap or, or you know, play basketball or football or something like that. But now we got a whole generation of kids who are watching what we're doing and they want to be in that role. And I'm looking like, wow, like, yo, this is something that, you know, is huge for us. Like, I never met one kid in my life back in the day who wanted to be a motivational speaker. Like, not one. Like, none of my homies, we were sitting around, and everybody was like, yo, you know what I want to do? I want to inspire the world. But I think that the message now is reaching across so many platforms, and I promise y'all, man, if you build what you know you should build, and you might not be, you might not even be a speaker. You might just have a product that's a great product that you use, whatever. But we just want you to get the most out of your life and the most out of your business. And, I'm, and that's why we do these podcasts and that's why we do the videos and things like that, because we are trying to show you literally what the blueprint is. you got a lot of other people in this world who will make it to a certain level and then they get quiet because they don't want company at the top. I promise you, we will every single trick of the trade, every single blueprint, every single somebody asked the other, other week what camera Carl use absolutely will tell you what camera we use because that's why we did it to inspire you to be the best and inspire you to get to the top and so you know it's just a blessing man that people are taking note on that level and to have people like Mark Wahlberg you know who obviously you know is big time you know call us up and even say hey you know I'm, I'm coming to shoot Transformers in the D I want y'all to come out to the set I'm in Boston right now filming a movie let me know if y'all can make it out this way I love to have you, you guys come out to the set and sit down and break bread. It's just, um, it's a good feeling, man, knowing that what you did and what, what, what you're doing and, and you set your heart to is uh, coming to fruition every day. No doubt, see? No doubt. So with that being said, man, we're going to jump into um, America's favorite segment, 
Uh, it's called Ask ET, and of course, it's brought to you by ETA Grind Gear, redefining the grind one day at a time. Listeners to this podcast can receive an extra 20% off at checkout by using the promo code SECRET2SUCCESS. Uh, go check that out at etinspires.com. You guys know where to get it. Also, I just want to make mention that apparently there's another author named Eric Thomas with a book called I Grind or something like that. That is not our book, guys. The Grind? Is it The Grind? Whatever it is. We do not have a book called Grind or The Grind Any or kind I of Grind. Um, and so, you know, I hope it's not somebody out there being shady and just, you know, Maybe somebody named Eric Thomas really did have the idea to write a book called Grind and not put their picture on the front of the book and just have a generic picture. But that is not our book, guys. We saw some people tweeting. Young lady, I felt bad, was tweeting saying, hey, I bought the book. And she had a picture of the book. And I was E.T., like, can you sign the I Grind book? Our, yeah, that's not our book. And I think, E, you know, a couple people have come up to you at events and asked you to sign that book. That's not our book, I do guys. grind, so, though, see? Um, yeah, you definitely grind, but I'm not sure that you ever wrote a book called oh, I Grind. Sure. So, um, you know, it, you know, whatever. I'm n- no salt to anybody. Hopefully it's not a shady operation, but that is not our book. All of our official products can be found at etinspires.com. So go check that out, guys, and get the 20% off. Uh, let's jump right into it. Um, Gerard in Milwaukee wants to know, wow, if you could spend a day with one living celebrity and one dead celebrity, who would it be? Wow, one living celebrity? Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mark just you know called. So you, got, uh, nah. you know, I, I would probably Serena yeah, I Williams. say Serena and Venus, you know, uh, between the two of them, you know, they have probably over 40 wins, you know, and we're talking about majors now. We're not talking about doubles and some of the smaller, um, you know, and I'm not going to say they're not significant, but they're not the major, um, you know, trophies. I would love to sit down with them and probably even dad, you know, because I have children and, and just kind of, you know, um, just ask, like, how did you guys do it? I mean, I don't think people understand what an accomplishment it is to have two children that have dominated in a sport, you know, um, and really made history, you know, so definitely the Williams uh, Williams brother and, and this may sound you know weird to some people but I, I think I'd like to sit down man and talk to I said this in a speech the other day you know Harriet Tubman you know because um, I think see I'm at a point in my life a point in my career where I understand you know the thing about the mark uh, call you know is that I, I understand now that we need coalition see I, I, I remember there was a time when we worked in isolation you know it was all about you know, our vision, our goal, our mission. And we're starting to see that in order for us to get to where we really need to get to, we do have to uh, combine our efforts and resources with others. See, we're, I mean, we, we're clear on that now. And so for me, I'd really like to see how Harriet Tubman was able to navigate through the South uh, where, you know, she was hated. Um, there was a bounty hunt on her. You know, but yet she was still able to, and I don't know who, but she apparently had relationships with people in the South that allowed her to still make moves in the South and to be able to, um, you know, get people from um, the, the South and bring them up North. And so the underground is not what people think. It doesn't mean that it's just, you know, like this massive tunnel 
through, you know, through the through, through the earth. See, uh, the underground just means that um, that she had coalitions, uh, you know, with uh, and relationships and network with powerful people who were able to help her, you know, make her dream become a reality. And that was, you know, given a, 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 a you know a certain people, you know, at that particular time their freedom, you know. So I really like to sit down with her and just like, how did you do it, like? You know, how, what, what, like, see, let's be real. No um, cell phones, no fax machines, you know, um, no mail system as we know it, no computers. How, how was she able to network? You know, how was she able to network with people um, from, you know, one state to the next state? You know, how was she able to convince a people who felt like, you know, um, they were almost afraid for their freedom? How was she able to get into the minds of those individuals and make them believe in things that they weren't even taught. That like, you think about you and I, see, we have a history of, you know, our parents working and, and, and you know, and, and a certain amount of freedom, going to school, et cetera. She was the first one actually, you know, to help people to understand the significance of freedom and making their dreams become a reality. So I, I would really like to sit down with her and just, like, how did you, with little to no resources? And that's why I'm saying Harriet Tubman, see, and it may seem weird to some people, but see, we, we've never really had those type of resources. Like, we've never had the big bank account. You know, we've never really had, um, you know, the, the, the corporations, you know, sponsoring and supporting our work. And so I really would like to see how did she pull such a feat off? And not once, see, not once. But she was able to do it consistently. And then finally, I just want to know what moved her when she got her freedom? What moved her to risk her own freedom to help others, you know, make their dreams become a reality? Because I think that's the heart of who we are and what we do see. I, I, I think what drives us is that now that we are, you know, experiencing some of the things that we dreamed about, it seems that we're in the schools more than we've ever been before. You know, it seems that we're doing more TGIMs and now we got this podcast and now, you know, we're doing, I mean, with Twitter, Facebook, you know, now we're Snapchat. Like, it just seems like, see, the, 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 the greater uh, our influence and, and, the, and the greater, you know, our, uh, you know, financial resources are that we're, we're giving back more than we've ever given. And so I, I just like to sit down and just really uh, tap into her thought process and see you know, how she made that happen. Yeah, no doubt, man. Great answer. Um, let's see. Uh, Helen in Boston wants to know uh, what three animals in the animal kingdom uh, do you most resemble and why? Well, I'd say first and foremost, a hyena, you know, because the hyena um, did not get the memo that the lion is the king of the jungle, you know, and that the lion is the only one, you know, uh, who can thrive. And so I say a hyena because I didn't start with, you know, the, you got to be honest. When we talk about lions, lions kind of start, you know, uh, with the history. You know, uh, lions are, they, they are feared. They're revered. You know, when you look at a hyena, they, they, um, they, they're not messing around in the Serengeti, you know. And so I, I see myself as a hyena, somebody that's scrappy, you know, that's somebody that, you know, you know small in nature. You know, um, not, you know, somebody, nobody would look at me and just, you know, automatically look at me and say, yup, this kid is the most likely to succeed, you know, but again, see, phenomenal will, man, phenomenal will, you know, um, I, I think represents me. I think, 
I would say a lion because I believe we've gotten to a place, you know, where we're no longer hyena. You know, I think we have made our mark, you know, in, the, in, in, in this industry and let people know that not only are we here, but we're here to stay. You know, we're going to be around for a while. Um, and then I know this is not, you know, an animal. They would have to forgive me. You know, I have to answer it uh, in the way I see best. But also I see myself, you know, and us see as ants, you know, who have no ruler. You know what I'm saying? Like ants are not like, you know, they got the queen bee. You know what I'm saying? They got this great um, hierarchy, you know, and, and all of these systems in play. You know, the ant is like, yo, work needs to get done. Let's get it done. There's no big you, little me. There's no today, you the leader, I'm the leader. No, it's, hey, it's a work to get done. And if you study those jokers, they can, they can lift up to, I think, maybe like 10,000 10, 10, times, something like that, um, their, their, their body weight, you know. So they, they're scrappy, too, and they, they, they get in the work, see, but they don't need to be pushed, see. They don't need to be prodded. They know what needs to be done, and they get up and do it. I, and I challenge those of you who are listening to go study the ant kingdom. You will see that, man, you will see that they have highways that they built underground, some pretty complex systems that they have, um, that they, they created and they operate in. So yeah, th those would be the three C that I think I most resemble, at least for this show. No doubt, Ryan in Long Beach wants to know, E.T., when is the last time you felt unsure of yourself and what did you do to get over it? PhD, and I kept going, I kept writing. <laughs> I kept asking questions. I kept getting help. I kept looking at my goal. I kept um, speaking out what I was going to do so people could hold me accountable. So, yeah, last year this time, buddy. <laughs> last year this time. No doubt. And that's it for um, Ask ET. Thank y'all. Of course, uh, as my wife always reminds me to remind y'all. Well, can I say this, though? See, like, I'm a little hurt. You know, I get this to the podcast and all, but I'm a little hurt. You know, you ain't give us no pub. We just set a record, bruh. You ain't give us no pub for the record we just set. What record did we set? Well, so we used, last year, we was barely getting 30, 40 people to the VIP. Now we getting, I don't oh, know, yeah. 80, 90 people. And it sold out in about four or five days. And so we had to do, for the very first time ever, we had to do two VIP sessions. Yeah, so. very first time ever because we like to keep the VIP sessions yeah, small intimate. enough to, yeah. you know, still have an intimate conversation. Those VIPs are crazy, man. Like the, the questions and the interactions, it's just a blast, man. I, I honestly look forward to it. But of course, April 10th, we're in Maryland. Um, tickets are on sale right now. So you got a couple weeks before, or I guess not even a couple weeks, um, a couple weeks before we're there, close to it. And uh, we would love to see you guys come out April 10th in Maryland. The, the address and all of that is on the website. You can find out where to get tickets for the VIP session, the general session, uh, the whole nine. And also, I guess that leads me into something else we're excited about. And, um, you know, I, before we get to ET's nugget of the day, um, I'll tell you guys about breatheuniversity.com. We're actually hosting our very first brunch for all BU members. So listen to me, all BU, BU members that are out there are coming to, you know, that are able to make it to the DMV area. We're hosting a brunch 
Um, the day of the conference is going to be crazy. I think it's at like 10.30, 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh, we're just going to get there, man, and do an awesome get-together, get a chance to meet one another, hang out. We've met a ton of our Breathe University family members. This is not just for the high-level people. This is for every single Everybody. person. So there are people who are paying $19.99 a month who are going to be in the building, in the place. And so listen, guys, if you're listening to this podcast, you enjoy what we're doing. Breathe University is just even on a whole nother level. You know, the interaction is crazy. The accountability, the workout challenges we have going, the, the Facebook groups, the accountability groups for our marriage and, you know, parenting. Like, it's just off the chain. It's, it's crazy right now. And um, if you guys are at all thinking about, you know, joining Breathe University, please go to breatheuniversity.com. Hook up with us on a regular basis, man. We got some sweet new shirts we got for the squad. We're going to be, and you'll see the video. I'm going to make sure we put the video up on YouTube of us with the Breathe University family. It'll be a first time meeting a lot of them. It'll be, you know, um, just a great time, man, and, and great food and great people. So breatheuniversity.com, guys, go check it out. Now, E, if you could leave us with the nugget of the day, sponsored so, by, hey, uh, hold on, let me get my sponsor uh, in there. Get it now. in, hold get on. it in. You know what I'm saying? The, the Breathe University uh, will be sponsoring this this ET's nugget of the day. So go hey, check so it I out. Can't, I can't let him cheat us, see, because I walked in the house this morning, and on the table is a blue cap. With a yellow mm. and blue tassel, mm. and I know, I know, he got to say some about that. Oh man, I was gonna wait. I was gonna nah, wait. No, you can't May cheat us with that. June. Nah, that's too big. You can't <laughs> cheat us like that. Um, mm. Yeah, man, I got a picture yesterday. My youngest, and I know, you know, one thing that CJ and Carl and I all share is we have a son first and a daughter second. Yeah, I don't know crazy, how that worked right? out, but all three of us share that in common. Um, but yeah, man, I, I know you guys hear me talk a lot about Jalen. You know, that was my firstborn. Uh, but yeah, man, my baby girl sent me a boom, picture. Boom, boom. With yeah, boom, boom. Sent me a picture with the, and she had the cap and the gown on in the crib, man. So I am super, super hey, duper. Real, and real quick, we, we heard another story about uh, an emergency prom dress situation. Oh, so so yeah. that's, see, that's why I'm geek, see, because the, the, this gown didn't cost. Right, nearly right, right. as much as the other gowns cost. Right, now right. watch this. My daughter goes to they, my, you know, they go to you know the community school and uh, high school and uh, public high school and see why did they have an Oscar night and they had so I had to buy this girl mm. three dresses. You know what I told her? Keep you gonna take on. all three of those dresses and you are gonna turn those into your wedding dress and you are gonna <laughs> take the material from them and you are gonna dye that joker white. Okay, I'm not spending another dime own a dress for you, you know, so, uh, and she's right, man, you know, and, and man, I, I promise you, man, what is it, Murphy's Law, is that who law, it is, I guess whatever could go wrong, is gonna go wrong, at the worst time, at the worst time, why did Jada, see, you know how long it took, see, you know, we were in Houston looking for a dress, oh, Chicago looking for a dress, like, this girl's so spoiled, she like, dad, I want to go to a city where, you know, when you go, when you travel, I want to go with you because I want to get a dress that nobody has. I'm like, well, somebody going to have it. She like, not in my school. See, why did we do all of that? We came back home. Why we find a dress in Detroit? Well, for those of you from Detroit, Oak Park, but, you know, it's a suburb of Detroit. Why do we find a dress mm. right there? See, all so, around the world. And now, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't find no gal, you know. So crazy thing is, see. 
we, we got the dress. They didn't have her size. You know, they never had your size. I think they had like a size one or two. I'm like, ah, well, that's not, we, that's not going to work. Uh, and so they ordered it. Why did they order it, see, and call us and say they ran out of that size. They don't mm, have that size. Average. Oh, you talk, average, see, average. You talking about my wife, cardiac, what is it, cardiac arrest? I'm, oh, see, I'm like, I got to calm my wife down. She on the phone going off. You know, this is my daughter's prom. You guys are whatever. We got a couple weeks left. And, uh, but anyway, long story short, we went back. We found the dress. Of course, it was $200 more than the original dress. But after my wife laid it on them, we got it for the same price. So I'm so excited that the cap and gown she sent me last night, I think, was absolutely free. I did not have to pay for another wow. one. We have another we have another child graduating from high school. I'm coming for my mom. My sister's graduated, you know, so we're keeping that legacy alive. Um, Jada is, you know, making her decision on college, you know, as we speak. And so, man, I am just super duper proud of her, super duper excited. And um, yeah, man, yes, yeah. No, that's big, man. You get your money I'm, right. I'm wondering if you, you and Carl get your money right. That syndrome. Huh? Yeah, oh, I wonder man, if you please. and Didi gonna have empty nest syndrome. Please. I left home at 16, see. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Didi did. Didi yeah, go, yeah. Didi, Didi might. Didi might. <laughs> yeah, Didi gonna be tired of hearing about ETA exclusively at the <laughs> house. She's gonna need some uh, some other outside conversations. So absolutely, man. Fun times. Congratulations to you, Didi, Jada. Um, you know, Jada, I mean, she's just amazing, man. We love Jada. She's, you know, a joy, man. So um, congrats to her. Now leave us with that nugget of the day so we can get out of here and get some work done. Man, for real, y'all, please hear me, hear me. Do not allow the challenges of this world, the stresses of this world to drown out your why. All right, I'm going to say it again, and I'm not going to get all loud and excited because I need you to hear me. Do not let the stressors, do not let the challenges, the trials, the tribulations, do not let them suffocate your why, right? Because as soon as they drown out your why, you dead. Like, that's it. Do you realize that it's your why that makes you get up and grind? It's your why. So don't, don't rob your family. Don't rob, you know, you, th those people who are special to you, those people you adore, those people that you're doing this for. Like, you, can I be real? If you quit and give up, what are you teaching your kids? Like, what are you teaching them to do? What are you teaching your spouse to do? Like, what are you teaching the people that you look up, that look up to you and love you? What are you teaching them when you bail out, right? I, man, and, and again, I'm not trying to be disrespectful because I know a lot of people go through a lot of stuff, but man, I'm telling you, I, I look at people who give up, who quit. I'm like, the audacity of you. What, that's so weak-minded. The audacity of you. E.T., are you minimizing my struggles? No. But what I am saying is that you got people counting on you. How dare you be so selfish that you just put the focus on you and, you know, people who, you know, decide to harm themselves or, you know, people that just walk away from stuff and just give up and give it. Like, what are the people who count on you? What are they going to do? How are they going to eat? How are they going to dream? How are they going to believe? Where are they going to get their hope from? How are they going to survive? So do me a favor. I know it's hard. You're not telling me nothing new. You're not telling me nothing that I've never experienced. I've gone through pain. You think you've gone through pain? I've gone through pain. You think you've experienced hurt? I've been hurt. You think that you, uh, that you know what abandonment is and you're the only one to know? I've, I've been abandoned. 
right? But it does not give you an excuse to quit. It does not give you an excuse to give up. It does not give you an excuse to surrender. So if you don't love you enough to stay focused and drown out the noise, remember your why and remember the people you're doing it for. And I guarantee you that will give you the energy, the power, the strength, the resiliency to get back up, the grit to keep going so that you can look in their faces and see those smiles and see them make the rest of their lives the best of their lives. That's it, man. Everybody Appreciate that, E. Hey, y'all go to iTunes, man. Leave us a review if you Mr. like what we're doing. We'll talk to you next week. Everybody has a dream, but not everybody got to grind. You are where you are because of how you think. And if you were to change your thinking, you would change your world. Monday, I grind. Tuesday, I grind.